Welcome to podcast number 142 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Today's podcast is entitled, Receive the Word of Wisdom and Knowledge and Faith. Now, I've kind of lumped them all together because I don't want to paragraph on the title. But we're going to talk about the gifts of the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge and how to have incredible increase in your faith. So with that, we're going to need God's guidance and his direction. We're getting into a topic today that is one that's often mistaught, misunderstood, and many times misinterpreted. So with that, we're going to need the Holy Spirit to help us and get us through this teaching and guide and direct everything that's said and done. Father, I thank you once again for the opportunity I have to bring this message at this time to those who are listening in. I pray that now that you would anoint it and bless it, and I ask that the Holy Spirit would come in in the way in which he can only do, and that is to take control, take charge, to guide and direct the very words that we speak. I submit to you, and I ask that you would intervene in any discussion and help and guide and direct thoughts of those that are listening in and the thoughts that I have that I've prepared for this podcast today. Once again, I thank you for this opportunity and I pray that you will receive all the glory and all the praise for it. And when this teaching is done today, people will have a better understanding of the power and gifts of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for that in advance now and I give you praise for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Because I'm going to be covering three of the gifts of the Spirit, I'm going to read a scripture here that really covers all three, but it's translated by the New Living Translation, so it sounds a little different than other translations. But let me read it to you, found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7, 8, and 9. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. The spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. We've got to understand that. That's the reason, that's the whole purpose for the spiritual gifts. Verse 8, to one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. Now, that's also referred to, just so you know, the word of wisdom. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. That's also referred to as the word of knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith. So with that, we're going to get into it. And I believe the Holy Spirit's got something very special for us today because I've spent a lot of time in preparation and prayer and searching the scriptures to find out what applies or what will be beneficial to each and every one of us, and that those who are listening in would receive something special today and maybe a better understanding of how the gifts are to work in the church, how to operate, and how we should deal with them, why we should seek them, and how we should operate within them. So with that, let's start off by talking about the word of wisdom. Now we may need the gift of the word of wisdom when we are trying to decide on volunteering maybe for something in the church, some activity we want to be a part of. It is crucial to have the gift of the word of wisdom when we are making a decision on work or parenting or buying something, whether it be a car or a home or making any kind of big decision in our life. We need to seek the Holy Spirit to help us to have the word of wisdom in dealing with these topics we're all going to face in life. This gift is vital when you are having an emergency or under stress. Now, I'm sure all of you at one time or another have been under stress or had an emergency in your life, but many times when that happens, we don't necessarily seek the Holy Spirit to give a word of wisdom to us to help us to know how to deal with the situation and how to handle it. Now, we need the word of wisdom when we want spiritual direction for anything in our life. So how can we receive the gift of the word of wisdom? 
Well, first, we can receive this gift from a direct encounter with the Holy Spirit. This is usually the way that believers receive that gift because as a believer, the Holy Spirit is already dwelling inside of us. Now, we may receive the gift of the Word of Wisdom by reading the Word of God, or we can simply just ask God for the gift. You know, it's not as difficult as we make it sometimes, so there are several opportunities and ways that we can receive this gift in our life. We may receive the gift of the Word of Wisdom by just simply getting on our face before God and praying and seeking God and asking Him for whatever we desire. Let me give you an example we find in chapter 15 of John, verse number 7. Jesus is speaking and He says, this. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. You know, a lot of times we make things a lot more difficult than what they really are as far as being a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ. We think we've got to study for months or study for years or go to good Bible classes and and all those things are wonderful or maybe listen to a certain preacher about how to get this and how to get that. But in reality, if we just look at the Word of God, we'll find out that it's pretty direct and pretty simple most of the time. And so Jesus is giving instruction to his followers and he simply says this if you remain in me okay we can let's think about that we can handle that and my words remain in you okay we can do that too you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted so now there we are if you want to receive the gifts of the spirit then first of all remain in god remain in his word and ask for anything we want and he's going to bless us with it so let's make sure that when we study the gifts of the spirit what we call the power gifts many times that it's not that difficult you don't have to be a super christian you don't have to be a theologian you just simply have to have some faith some trust in god read his word remain in our relationship with jesus christ and then ask bible says we have not because we ask not so let's remember when we're seeking these gifts we need to ask and then all this stuff will be added to us another thing we need to think about when we're seeking the gifts of the spirit we got to understand that god wants to give us the gift and we must desire the gift in order to receive it we must have a strong desire a lot of people think, well, you know, it's just something I'd kind of like to have. Maybe it'd be kind of nice or whatever. No, that's not how you receive these special gifts, these powerful gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have, must have a strong desire in our spirit that we desire these gifts and know that God wants us to have them. In all of our effort to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we must avoid one thing, though. This is very important to understand. We must avoid trying to manipulate God or manipulate what His Word says or manipulate what the Holy Spirit wants to do because manipulation is contrary to seeking God's will. So there's no manipulation. I remember I went to a Bible study one time. A guy was speaking and he said when he got filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in his heavenly language, and then when a word of prophecy came up in the prayer meeting, he said, we need to go back to that same moments. We need to, I need to sit in that same chair or I need to stand up the way I did then or I need to read this certain verse. No, that's manipulating. That's trying to set God up for doing it the way we want it. When we seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we must be real. We must desire God's will. Jesus said, just remain in me, remain in my word, ask what you want, and it'll be given unto you. So let's just move forward with that as we continue talking about the powerful gifts of the Spirit. Now we're going to get into another topic. I'm going to kind of take these fast. I know I could do a podcast just on one gift. I could do two or three podcasts on one, but that's really not the way I believe the Holy Spirit wants me to go right now. So I think we need to move on because I think we're ready to see how we can receive the gift of the word of knowledge. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 
and verses 8 and 9. read these scriptures before, but I'm going to read them again. It doesn't hurt to read the same scripture a couple of times, so let's go ahead and do that again. Found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 and 9 in the New Living Translation. Verse 8 says this, To one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith. Now, I'm going to keep repeating that because we got to understand that those gifts come from God and the Holy Spirit gives them out to whoever he chooses and whenever he chooses. Now, I've read that the Holy Spirit brings forth the gift of the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is also a supernatural manifestation. The Holy Spirit brings us God's unlimited knowledge. I hope you heard what I just said. The Holy Spirit Spirit brings us God's knowledge, not man's knowledge, not something that someone else has written unless it's the Word of God, which was the Word of God was inspired by the Holy Spirit, which is really God's wisdom and God's knowledge and God's anointing. But when we study this, we got to remember that all these gifts are directly from God the Father. He created all of them. Now, have you ever asked yourself, why do I need the word of knowledge? I think that's a great question. I think it's one that we need to think about for just a second. You see, the word of God has the answer for us. You know, if I need knowledge to make a decision on a real estate investment, or I need knowledge to buy a car, or something like that, I go to a person who has knowledge on that subject, right? So we should always go to God when we're seeking for knowledge. In Colossians chapter 2 verse 3, the Apostle Paul wrote this about God's knowledge and wisdom. Verse 3 says, In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So therefore, why do we need knowledge? Because God has it and he wants to share that with us because he wants us to make good decisions and he's willing to release his knowledge and his wisdom to us to make those decisions. Let's just go back a few, few verses in the book of Colossians where Paul is speaking and he says here in Colossians chapter 1 in verse 9. Once again, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then that way you will always honor and live and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. You see, we need to understand that God wants us to have wisdom. He wants us to have knowledge. He wants us to have faith. And with that, he's given us this book of instructions we call the Bible, which gives us our guidance and direction to how to receive all those in our life and how to seek the gifts that he's given us through the Holy Spirit. You know, we know God's way are greater than our ways and that his thoughts are greater than our thoughts. It says that in the word of God and I'm not going to read the scripture and take time for that. So we must seek God's knowledge through the gift of the word of knowledge. We need a supernatural word of knowledge from God. Therefore, we should seek the Holy Spirit for this gift. God wants us to know his word and receive his wisdom and his knowledge so we can deal with anything that would pop up in our life that we would face, any emergency that comes up, anything that would cause us to have worry or anxiety or fear, whatever it might be. God's word tells us how to deal with it. His word is filled with knowledge that applies today. Isn't it fascinating to think that this word was written so long ago, so many years ago, and yet it applies to our life today? You can look at a couple today who are struggling with difficulties with their children or maybe their relationship isn't going very well. Maybe they have a drinking problem. It could be they have financial problems. It could be they have relationship problems with in-laws and things. Regardless of what it is, the Word of God has instruction, has wisdom, has knowledge to help us to know how to deal with all of these issues. And yet many times we run off and go seek un 
godly counsel, people that are not believers, people who have a college education, which is wonderful, but their education is not based upon the Word of God. Their education deals with ways that the world would handle things, and that's not the advice that we should get. So in order to receive what God wants for us in our life and what He desires for us, must seek wisdom from the Holy Spirit and knowledge from the Holy Spirit. You see, if we desire the gift of the Word of Knowledge, we will find it in God's Word. God planned for his word to be a gift to his followers. That's us. His word is wisdom, knowledge, and faith. And those are the topics we're talking about on today's podcast. It is a supernatural word of knowledge. The Holy Spirit will bring these gifts into us and operate in us if we just seek him. I believe that when we consume God's word and live by its guidance, the Holy Spirit will bring the gift of the word of knowledge to us. Now, this would be a good time to move on to the third topic in today's podcast, and that has to do with faith. I believe this is a great time to address the gift of faith, powerful faith. Now, faith is our greatest ally in life. Faith brings comfort, peace, trust, and confidence in God. Our salvation came through faith and the Holy Spirit who drew us into a relationship with Him. See, because the Word of God tells us that no one comes to the Father unless the Holy Spirit draws us. You see, God gives us a measure of faith, and nothing can take it away. Absolutely nothing can take away that measure of faith that God has provided for us. Faith gives us power, hope, strength. However, there are times when our faith meets a challenge that we struggle with, and that's just common. I mean, I'm not saying we're all dynamos and we're all the Apostle Pauls and we're all the great men and women of the Word of God. They, even them, had they had issues. They had problems. They had things they dealt with. I remember reading about a great evangelist one time, and he said he didn't know what to do when he ran into a problem. He didn't know how to pray about it. And here he had a great evangelistic ministry. He was a man who went all over the world praying for people to be healed. And he said, but there were times when I lost my ability to have the faith that I needed. So there are times when our faith meets a challenge, quite frankly, that we're going to struggle with and have a challenge with. When that happens, we can ask the Holy Spirit to increase our faith with an infilling of God's faith. Now, that's when we can receive a gift of greater faith. The gift of faith is available to every believer. God is always desiring something greater for each and every one of us. Isn't that amazing? Here I've talked about how God wants us to have wisdom. Then God wants us to have knowledge. And now I'm showing you how God wants us to have faith and greater faith than what we could ever even imagine or even think about. Now, as we face the challenges in life, our faith will always rise to meet these challenges. The Bible also tells us that we'll never be giving a challenge that we're not able to deal with. And I tell you, I've had some great challenges in my life. I've had several battles with cancer that could have easily taken my life before I even became a Christian. I had experiences in Vietnam that were absolutely terrible. I won't go into them right now. But nonetheless, I've had challenges in my life where I probably shouldn't even be here today. But God had a greater plan and he had a greater purpose. And I'm just thankful for that. The gift of faith, remember, is available to everyone. And God will give us the faith that we need to face the challenges that we face because his word tells us that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, which simply means we have a far greater power living and dwelling inside of us than anything we will ever face. When it comes to needing the gift of faith, it kind of reminds me of the times when I've been asked to pray with people at the church. You know, we'd have a time when at the end of the service I'd say, if anyone has a need, just come forward and I'll pray with you. And there are others who will be up here to pray with you. And we'd invite them just to come down to have prayer so we could be in agreement that the Lord will help them in their time of need. And there are times when I would look into the eyes of someone 
wanting prayer. And they'd come up and they might look really sad or kind of real downtrodden. And the Holy Spirit would impress me to explain what what it means when God's Word says, greater is he who is in you than he is in the world. You see, they didn't understand that. They didn't understand that they serve a God greater than any challenge or anything that they were ever going to face. And they needed the gift of faith. Then I would ask these people if they truly believed that they would be healed today. And they might say something like, well, I hope so. I, I've been praying, I've been kind of hoping, and the doctor says I'm in terrible shape, and they just kind of beat themselves up with the words that they were saying. So I had asked them to just basically tell me whether they believe that God heals people today. And when I said that, the answer was usually, yep, I believe that, absolutely. Then I might have said something like this to him. Does the word absolutely apply to them that God's word will heal them? And they might say, well, I, I hope so, I'm not sure. And then I would explain to them that that people have to come up front to believe that God is going to heal them, that God is able. Not only is he able, but he's going to do it. And a lot of people would come up front to be prayed for, but they would admit to me that they were not willing or not able to deal with the fact of having faith to believe what they were going through. And it was a very difficult time. And sometimes I'd have to sit and talk to them for quite a while. And I would say things like, well, let's see what God has to say about what you're facing. And I'd give them a couple scriptures or I would just talk to them and just kind. I wasn't trying to beat anybody up, just simply speaking to them to help build their faith and get them to realize there really wasn't any reason to pray if you're not going to believe that God is going to do something and that our faith will grow in accordance to what our need is. What I was trying to do and what I'm trying to say right now is that I want people to come to God in prayer and believe that he's going to do it. Not only is he able, but he's going to do it. It's one thing to say, yeah, I know he's able, I know he can do it, but on the other hand, to believe that he can do it. Now, there's another issue here that people struggle with, and that has to do with whether you're able to pray for yourself. Let me speak to those who pray for others. You know, that's a lot easier many times than praying for ourselves. We will never see a disease healed in someone unless we are sold out totally in our faith to believe that God is able to heal anyone of anything, and that includes when we pray for ourselves. A lot of folks have a difficult time praying for themselves. You see, the size of our faith can increase if we ask the Holy Spirit for greater faith. The gift of faith will bring forth a boldness and a confidence that God will heal anyone of anything. There's an interesting point that I think I need to make right now about needing help from the Holy Spirit for greater faith. Jesus said something that many don't think about. I know I haven't thought about this sometimes in the past. I've just kind of passed by it. It's an interesting statement that he made found in John chapter 14 and verse 10. I want to explain this to you because sometimes people need to know that even great men of God, even Jesus himself at times had to look for help in a time of prayer, in a time of need. Yeah, he did. Jesus is having a conversation with Philip, and Philip's asking him who the Father is, and show us the Father, and we'll be happy. And Jesus basically tells him, back in verse 9, he says, I've been with you a long time, and yet you don't really know who I am. He says, anyone who has seen me has also seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? And then in verse 10, here's the statement I think that might open up some people's eyes today. Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. Jesus is saying here, 
I go to the Father, and the Father is the one who's doing the work in me. I'll read that again, verse 10. Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, okay? He's even getting the words that he's getting, gets from his Father. He says, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. You see, Jesus knew that he, and he had to admit it, that there was a, a power that came into him and gave him that power. Now, of course, I know that Jesus is God in the form of person. He's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They're all God. They're all one God. But for Jesus to make that statement, there's times that I'm praying, he's saying, that I just, I need a little extra, a little extra boost in my prayer time. Jesus had an experience, another experience like that, where he was struggling a little bit. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was, knew he was going to have to face the crucifixion, the beating, and that that he would then die and have to give up his spirit. And he did. He knew that was going to happen. He knew he had to do it, and yet he didn't want to do it. And so his flesh rose up and said, Father, take this cup from me. But then he said, no, but not my will, thy will be done. So it's interesting to think that even Jesus had that. So that might give some of us a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of help to understand that we need the Holy Spirit sometimes when we're facing great challenges. Matter of fact, we need the Holy Spirit all the time Every time when we pray and every time we face any situation, whether it be great or small, the Holy Spirit's there to help us and to give us greater faith to meet the greater challenge. You know, looking back on that scripture in John 14, verse 10, what what an incredible statement that Jesus said. Jesus was saying that he was being used as an instrument of God's power. That's the same thing with us. We can be used as an instrument of, of the power of God. Let me ask a few simple questions. Let me just throw a couple of them out here right now. Are you ready to seek the gift of faith? I mean, are you really ready to seek it? Are you doubting it or questioning it? Don't beat yourself up if you have doubts or questions or wonder. But God wants you to have greater faith. Now, do you believe that God will use us as an instrument of his power? I do. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that God needs to use us. He needs us, the people of God, to step out in faith and to be his hand extended, to reach out to people and pray for them and believe for them that God can do a miracle in their life. And when we do that, we're exercising our faith and our faith is growing and increasing and we're encouraging that person who may be a person of little faith. Let me ask you this. Do you believe you will pray for the sick and that they will be healed? Now, some of you might dismiss that real quick and say, well, I'm not sure. I hope so. And others might say, absolutely, because I've seen it happen. Well, that's wonderful. And I believe that we've got to, in our own heart, in our own mind, believe that when we pray for the sick, they will be healed. We shouldn't ever pray unless we believe that way and move forward that way in faith. Before I wrap up this teaching, I think there's something very important to mention here, and that has to do about seeking the gifts of the Spirit. The Apostle Paul gave us some great instructions when we are seeking the gifts of the Spirit. He gave us those instructions found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verses 1 through 3. And it's something that might seem out of place a little bit, but it's not out of place at all. Let me read these words from the Apostle Paul as he spoke to the people in Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 3 in the New Living Translation. He says this, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If 
If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. The important thing in seeking the gifts of the Spirit is that we must do it in love to help others. Early in this podcast and in previous podcasts, I've made this statement. What's the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit? It's to bless the church. It's to bless others. It's to lift up others. It's to help others. It's to encourage others. And we need to do that in love not in condemnation, not in a superiority complex where we want people to think that we've got all the gifts and we've got all this. No, we we must never do that. Paul says that if I could do all these things and I don't have love, he says, I've got nothing. So God wants us to understand. And he spoke through Paul to give us these words to let us know that love is the key to operating in the gifts. It should always be done with love. It should always be done with compassion. So with that, I want you to think about that as you're studying and preparing and trying to receive these special gifts from the Spirit of God. Now, as I close this podcast, it's crucial that we establish a a very valuable point, and that is that the gifts do not come because of our Bible knowledge. They don't come because we have led people to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The gifts don't come because I gave a lot of money to the church or that I do a lot of things of volunteering at the church. It's not by my works that we receive the power gifts of the Spirit. Paul says, once again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 9, this is very important as I wrap up this particular teaching, and he says here, he gives one person the power to perform miracles, another ability to prophesy, and he goes on and on talking about the gifts, and he says, it is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The final point that I want to make today is we receive the gifts from the Holy Spirit. It says here, he alone decides which gift each person should have. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't seek the gifts. We may not receive a gift that we think we need or that we think we should have. The Holy Spirit makes that decision for us because the Holy Spirit is God the Holy Spirit and he is also sovereign. The purpose of the gifts of the Spirit are to build up to exhort people and to comfort the church. And so with that, we've got to understand we've got to do it in love and we've got to understand it's the Holy Spirit who gives the gifts out. He is the director of the gifts. He's the distributor of the gifts. And it's crucial we operate in that and understand that if we don't get that basis now, there's really no value in talking about other gifts of the Spirit that we're going to talk about in the next couple of podcasts. So with that, I hope that you've been blessed by today's teaching. I hope it's been a blessing to you and has clarified maybe some things. Those of you who have operated in the gifts and those of you who have a working relationship in the church and operating in the gifts of the Spirit, that's wonderful. That's glorious. But do it in love and remembering that the Holy Spirit's the one in charge. So with that, I'm just going to pray that God will bless you and help you as you move in your endeavor, as we all should, to get a better understanding and a closer understanding on how the gifts of the Spirit should work, must work, and how they should work in us. Father, I thank you again for this teaching and this opportunity I've had to bring this message at this time to those who listened in today. I know, Lord, I could have said things probably better at certain times and probably could have explained things in more detail, but Lord, I'm content and I'm happy and I feel the Spirit of God has given me this teaching today, this lesson today for those who listened in. Pray that you'd help us in upcoming podcasts, and I pray that you would bless those who are seeking the gifts of the Spirit, that they would be filled, Lord, first with love and compassion. Know that your spirit is the one who brings forth those gifts and that they will operate in those gifts and receive the gifts as the spirit gives them. Thank you for it now. And I'll give you praise for all these things I ask in Jesus name I pray. Amen. In our next podcast, I'm going to be dealing with the gifts of the spirit, dealing with healing and miracles. And I might get into 
diverse tongues. I'm talking about the prayer language that we have. I'm not sure if those all go together or not, but I've got plenty of time to think about it and pray about it. And I believe the Lord will give us a great message. I'm particularly excited about speaking on the on healing and on miracles because I've seen so much of that in my life. And I know that that's one of the desires that people have is to understand how they can operate under the anointing of the Holy Spirit for healing in people's lives and for miracles to take place. So it's going to be a, a great podcast because you're going to be there. We're going to prepare for it. And then we're going to submit to the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us. And if there's anybody here who'd like to get additional information on maybe some of the other topics that I've taught about in the area of quality Christian living, because that's the name of our podcast, that simply means that we want you to live a quality Christian life, an abundant life. And so I talk on numerous subjects, topics dealing like prosperity, things on faith, issues with generosity, issues with finances, and topics that affect a quality Christian life. You can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. There's a link on there to check the books that I've written on those various topics and also a link on there to go to the podcast that I've talked about all these 142 podcasts now. So with that, if you're also interested in subscribing to my podcast, you can go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. The next podcast, I'm telling you, I, I kind of want to talk about it right now, but I can't. I've run out of time. So the next podcast it has to do with healings and miracles. I know the Lord's going to be there. You might want to invite some of your friends and relatives and ask them to sit in and listen to this teaching. I believe the Lord will bless them. So I'd like to close with this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may you be blessed to receive the power gifts of the Holy Spirit.